Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do over at undergroundusa.com. We've restructured a little bit, but I think it's more potent than it was before. Here's this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. is broadcast to over 2 million people each and every night on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks. And joining us right now from uh, the panhandle of Florida... Up there in the uh, the prisms of the the uh, wonderful sunrises that he's now getting to look at, it's Frank Silvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Captain, the, the prism of, of, of the sunrise. Yep, and uh, we got 67 degrees, mostly clear skies, and the gang is feeling pretty good. Of course, uh, we got something going on here tonight. We've got Cincinnati playing the USF Bulls in uh, the uh, the uh, Ray, Ray J, Raymond James Stadium. Now, on any given day, uh, anybody can beat anybody, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just going to be me. How's that? That's tough enough. I know. Cincinnati's got one hell of a team, and their, their crowd is uh, staying in and out of these hotels right here behind us. Close to the airport within eye shot of the uh, stadium over there. We had the USF marching band that was here the other day playing out in the parking lot next door to us. God, you know, you don't know how to feel when you're in a radio station and the marching band comes <laughs> marching by your window. Playing, playing, I might add, playing. Well, you don't get any dead air. How's that? No, and I thought I was going nuts. I couldn't believe it. what the? And then the engineer ran the back door and says, Captain, Captain, you got to come here and see this. Look, there's a marching band out here. And there was. Well, you know, it, there's worse way. There's worse ways to be interrupted. Right. Well, Frank, we've got some sad news to report today out of our backyard here. For all the animal lovers that are out there, and they know the story behind Winter the Dolphin and the movie Dolphin Tales that came out in 2010 about the little dolphin that got caught in the uh, fish net and lost its tail, and they put a prosthetic tail on it so it could maneuver around swimming in the water and all that sort of stuff. Uh, 16 years later, the dolphin uh, uh, passed away last night. Well, it's always a sad thing. It, it's nice when technology can actually help nature, 
in, in sort of the other way around, you know, that it, it affecting nature in a negative way. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give, give the animal a, a chance to actually get back in, uh, back in the game for 16 years. Yep. So that's a job well done and, uh, and, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yep. And, uh, I know a lot of little kids that got to watch the dolphin are going to be upset, but uh, there'll be another dolphin to come along. So uh, that's the, old, the good thing about it anyway. All right. Well, President Biden went off to celebrate Veterans Day at Arlington and uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And he managed to ignite a fury again after going from respectful to the word racist, which he used in his speech, uh, to a Veterans Day gr- uh, crowd. Uh, which was meant to honor heroes. And then, oh, by the way, he mentioned uh, his favorite Negro, Satchel <laughs> Page, who he called the preacher of baseball. You know, uh, I, I believe, <clears throat> and I believe I speak for uh, for a majority of Americans, and I don't mean just 51% or 55%, I think closer to 70 or 80%. I think we're done with the political co-opting of racism. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I grew up in the, in the 60s and the, and the 70s when, when we were getting just saturated with Martin Luther King's message that you don't see skin color. Mm-hmm. You, you, you do not judge people by the color of their skin. You judge them by the context of their character how they act, how they interact with society and other people. And ever since the Obama administration, this false thumping of systemic racism in everything that we do has just escalated. Yep. First it was systemic racism in law enforcement. Then it was in systemic racism in education. Now, if you're not actively out there calling people racists, you're, you're, you're a racist yourself. Enough. Our American society is not racist. We're the only country on the face of the planet that went into a civil war to eliminate the scourge of slavery. Mm-hmm. We, we went through the 60s, the 70s, the civil rights movement. We created laws to make it against the law to think along those lines. And now for some reason we've just jettisoned all that and we're allowing people to march around calling people racist, causing them to lose their jobs because they think they're racist, being indoctrinated into being racist themselves by saying you have to be anti-racist. Yep. Enough. Hold that thought. We're coming right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Go over there, check it out. We're coming right back. Mike Gallagher's going to take us to break. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Why shotgun? Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. 
News, Insight, Passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Heard by over 2 million people coast to coast and around the world every night. Captain, let's do it. We are going to do it right after I tell you about our friends at Moss Nissan. Now remember, Moss Nissan with all their locations here in Crystal River, Newport, Ritchie, plus Nissan and Acura side-by-side on Florida Avenue in Tampa, and the all-new Moss Nissan coming to Brooksville, Florida. They broke ground on it Wednesday, so... That'll be coming here pretty soon, too. Okay, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. And good morning again, Frank. Mr. Captain. Now, moving right along, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has threatened to send all the illegals that he can locate that Joe Biden sent uh, or down here to his home state of Delaware. Come on, man. You can't be doing that. Joe just wants to load load all the red states up with with financial burdens, so so that we learn our lessons to be more accepting of the people who want to have a better life. I couldn't applaud Governor DeSantis any more than I do at this point. Right. I I, I think it's it's fighting fire with fire. It's saying we're not going to take it down here in Florida. And saying, if you're going to force this upon us, we're going to make you feel some pain as well. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this off air. I there's a rumor going around that that he may have given orders to impound any vehicles that illegally bring undocumented immigrants into the state of Florida. If that's the case, now I'm standing and applauding. I this guy can do no wrong in my book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you, and I'll tell you what. Uh... State sovereignty, states' rights, we talked about it before. We're just exercising our right as a state. Absolutely. Every right to do that under the Tenth Amendment of the of the United States Constitution. And we we've talked about this point before too. You know, he's got all these these unlegislated mandates. They pass these these laws that are unconstitutional in nature because of the Tenth Amendment. Mm-hmm. He should be using nullification to nullify these laws, saying we do not recognize them because they're unconstitutional. Therefore, we're acting accordingly. Mm-hmm. It's our right to do so. This was something that was debated in the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist Papers, and Jefferson and, and Madison were two of the people that said nullification is something that should be used when appropriate. Mm-hmm. So th- this isn't just some some bizarre spin-off kind of theory. This is something that was debated by the framers, the people who actually came up with the document, not just people, not eggheads who have an agenda at, at the universities. Uh-uh. This is something that, that has been in debate since the beginning, and it's time that we start exercising that. All right. Let's go over to the telephone line. We've got uh, Baggam and Bob with a question. Go ahead there, Baggam and Bob. Yes, sir, Captain. I see up in New York where the mayor has... You there? What happened? You there? Bob, you're cutting in and out. Okay. I, I believe if, if I caught the first couple, couple, I was going to say he was talking about the new mayor of New yeah, York. Yeah, Eric uh, Adams, former police believe, captain. Yeah, who I believe is, is getting back to a little bit of law and order up you, there. You bet he is. And, 
and and the BLM activists are like, "Well, oh, you're 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 a racist." Well, that's kind of hard. We've been told the entire time that if in fact you are African American, you can't be a racist. Now there's an African American mayor who happens to believe in law and order, and now he's a racist. We've we've got the we've got the new lieutenant governor in Virginia who believes in law and order, and BLM says she's a racist. Mm-hmm. It's, it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with calling you a racist if you don't toe the left's agenda line. So getting back to the point that we were making in the first segment, we cannot accept the moniker of racism coming out of the left anymore. No. They, they use it as a political tool, as a bully tool, and we just have to say, you know what? You're not allowed to use the word anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not censoring you. I just don't hear you anymore because you've been so disingenuous with the label for the, for the past 20 years that it doesn't mean anything anymore coming out of your mouth. You're telling me I have to be a ra- I, I'm a racist if I don't actively go out and call other people racists. So it, enough. It, it, mm. It's time to talk to the hand and sit down. Yeah, and the BLM leader in New York actually threatened threatened violence and to burn down the city right there that's i believe wouldn't that be inciting people to riot that's also domestic terrorism i would have arrested a guy in the spot yeah why isn't this person in handcuffs i'd like to know that too you know we we keep talking about the federal government getting involved because state governments aren't doing it the way they should be well this would be the point where you say hey new york De Blasio's still in office for a little bit. How come this person hasn't been arrested on domestic terrorism charges? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's right, because you're you're one of those flaming cobalt blue liberals as well. Well, now let's send let's send let's send the DOJ in there. Let's send the FBI in there to arrest this person on domestic terrorism charges. If you're not going to do your job, you'll do it for mask mandates. You'll do it for voting for for, for fake voting rights. How about you do it when someone threatens to burn a city to the ground? Well, here's the other thing. The, the, the new mayor, mayor-elect Eric Adams, the former NYPD captain, said we're going to put together our plainclothes detectives unit again with unmarked cars. They aren't going to know where, where, we are, where we are when we come to hit them, and we're going to hit them hard. Good. If, if you're not breaking the law, then you've got nothing to worry about. You betcha. If you're breaking the law, then you should be looking over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Civil society doesn't have to put up with with you committing crimes just because you want to claim a victimhood label. Oh, I didn't get my Kool-Aid when I was seven. I must be a victim. That gives me the right to walk down the street and punch an Asian lady in the head on her way to church. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a double, you know, no. I got a double, uh, double deal here for you on COVID. Mass states have a higher COVID case rate than the free states, and the one that just had the lowest rates, period, was Florida. Isn't that something? Once again, you've got a, you, you've got a, a governor who actually uses common sense and is steadfast in it, follows the real science of allowing herd immunity to take hold, and after all the slings and arrows of the left and the Biden administration and the connected pharmaceutical companies about you're you're killing people down there. You're you're awful. You're you're just, you're, you're a disgrace. Really? How did we achieve these lowest numbers if in fact we didn't do it right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and 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 who? What? Which state has the highest incidence of hospitalization now? Vermont. Yeah. Which which has a which has like the highest vaccination rate. Yeah. Yep. So much for Bernie Sanders. Uh. <laughs> All right, you're going to stick around for another segment, so hang on. Folks, I'll be right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Go over there, check it out while we're on break, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. When you need to know, the Captain's America Third Watch is the place to go. Overnight, live, 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time on this station. More common sense, conservative talk. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and news breaks. When you need to know, the place to go from 2 to 6 a.m. is the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. I'll see you there. AM 930, The Answer. Hi, this is Mark Walters from Armed American Radio, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Yes, you are, and I was on Armed American Radio yesterday, Daily Defense. Uh, The podcast of that is up, and I have it on my uh, official Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page, and it's on my personal page on Facebook as well. You can hear that. We had, uh, Mark and I had quite a uh, great day talking about veterans, and then we wound up talking about trucking. And we wound up talking about the uh, supply uh, uh, mix that we got right now, the mess, and how all they got to do is put some truck driving people and some warehouse people together, put them in a room, and we'll fix this damn problem. That's all there is to it. Now, this portion of the program brought to you by Mike Lindell of MyPillow.com. All right. Frank Silvano's back with us from UndergroundUSA.com. And what did you think of that idea, Frank? Put a put some trucking people and some warehouse people together and let us fix, out, fix the mess. Boy, that would that would just be employing common sense, and I don't think the Biden administration can have that. Well, it's you get, too straightforward and simple. You got that jackass Buttigieg who last week says, well, I'm not worried about the truck drivers because they're all union, and they've got great benefits and great pay, so we don't need to worry about them. 85% of the drivers behind the wheel are non-union, and about half of them are owner-operators. Yeah, and, and not only that, his statement didn't address the issue at hand. It's not right. about it's not about whether we have to worry about the truck drivers. It's about the supply chain problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so if he can't even grasp that simple comic, you know, concept, how is he how is he qualified to be Secretary of Transportation? Of course, he did correctly identify that overpasses are racist. <laughs> you know now how anybody can can be so convoluted in their thinking oh boy to make an inanimate object racist is is beyond me this is how far off the rails the left has gone and it's time i got i'm, I'm sorry man I, every time i hear someone call someone a racist now i have to start making fun of them as being intellectually stunted i, well, I have to can I use the word? so absurd. Can I use the word stupid? Sure. Like, and, and, you know, let's put, let's put a small two up there just to make it squared. Yeah. I, I just, it, it, enough. If people can't see that they're using the word as a weapon for political advancement and, and nothing else, you know, to the people who actually died, and, and we had people die during the civil rights movement. To the people who actually gave their lives to bring the civil rights movement 
into the mainstream and to actually stem the tide of racism in this country in the 60s and the 70s, mm. this is a slap in the face what the Democrats are doing today by, by foisting this false flag operation onto the American people. Okay. And, and I'm tired of it. Okay, let's bring a caller into the mix. Good morning, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Laredo, coming out, calling out of Georgia. What's up there, I sir? Say it's a real honor to speak with you, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, same same on other end. Mm-hmm. What, what you were saying about the truck driver, you were absolutely correct. I was on an operator myself for a few years there mm-hmm. and uh, was on the road for several many years. Mm-hmm. And actually, as far as the drivers being in union, it's a minute amount. Right. So I wanted to let you know you are absolutely correct, and we appreciate everything y'all are doing. And uh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, you you take care, my friend. You take Thank care. you, sir. All Yeah, he's uh, listening to us, I think, up there in Valdosta, but way to go. All right, I'm going to try this again. I guess Bad Gammon Bob got his phone fixed. Okay, Bad Gammon Bob, let's try it again. All right, Captain, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, one thing on this uh, court thing and the transportation, this is why we have to come back to making stuff in this country to where we don't rely on out-of-the-country solutions and stuff. And I think there's becoming a movement to do that. And uh, one of the quickest ways to do that, I think, is just to start putting some of these tariffs back on stuff. All right, that's it, Captain. Okay, well, that's got some merit, Frank. But uh, the other thing is, is when they got this money, and then I'm trying to figure out why these 13 people voted for this, and then I started to look at where they were going to make the seaports bigger uh, to, to allow the container ships to come in. And of the 13 that voted, nine of them were directly where they were going to put these ports uh, and, and expand what was there so the container ships could come in there, which means a lot of money and revenue coming into their areas. You know, and that would have, you know what, I would have had no problem with that if that's what was what the entirety of the bill was. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it you was. Know, I, it's not what it was. No. When, when you only have $100 billion out of $1.75 trillion going to actual infrastructure mm-hmm. and everything else going to a an ideologically motivated agenda, then you need to stand down on that bill. You don't pass it. You compla- openly complain loudly about what they have included in the bill. Mm-hmm. And, and this is just one more argument for slowing federal government down to a crawl when it comes to legislation by saying everything has to be standalone legislation. No more omnibus bills. I don't want to see giant packages of anything going through Congress. It's one piece of legislation addressing one issue from now on in the House Mm -hmm. and in the Senate. It slows the process down in Washington, D.C., so we don't have these spendthrift, outrageous bills that they keep foisting on us where they can tuck little things in here and put an amendment on over here so an infrastructure bill ends up being a majority not about infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Standalone legislation from now on. If, if we, we Obviously, we can't trust them to do things above board, so let's demand that. I got one for you here. We saw a recent spike in the cases of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. The FDA has recalled 2.2 million at-home coronavirus tests. Why, you asked? Because they've been giving false positives. 
Yeah, imagine that. You just motivates everybody else to go and get the vaccine, which is, wait a minute, their agenda in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, are they defective or or was this a concerted effort? I, where, where COVID's concerned, I don't trust the federal government or any of their departments on, on that subject. Mm-hmm. I just don't. They've lied to us for too long. Mm-hmm. And, and when you see the results of real solid science in Florida and yep. in Texas, where now we have established herd immunity regionally, I'm not, I can't listen to the federal government on COVID anymore. They've used it as a political weapon, just like they used the subject of race. They can't be trusted. Okay. They just can't. Okay, now, I don't know if I can keep you from laughing, but we have a new administrative uh, person. Are you ready? Fifi Lala. That would be none, Fifi Lala. That would be none other than our vice president, Kamala Harris, who was trying to put out a fake... French accent, which is why whatever in the hell she was trying to say the other day with the the T, da da da, the P, plan plan plan, you know this and that, and and, and T and P, she was trying to talk like a Frenchman. You know, if you if you think back a little bit, she is not unique in this. When Hillary Clinton used to talk in front of a Southern audience, yep, she would she would she would suddenly get a Southern accent, yep. And when Barack Obama talked to ethnic ethnic crowds, he would get he would get much more ethnic in his dialect. That's right. They pander. Mm-hmm. They pander to the crowd that they're talking to to try and identify with them. It's not it's not only in the words they use in promising making false promises to the crowds they're in front of. Right. But now they mock them by trying to emulate the, the way that they speak. Mm-hmm. If people, if you can't see that these people are disingenuous when they do these things, you've got to wake up. So I want to see you write an article on Fifi Lala. <laughs> Fifi Lala, of course. <laughs> All right, well, good boy. We'll talk to you on Monday. I'm laughing so hard I can hardly stand it. All right, I'll talk to you on Monday, my friend. All right, Frank Silvato. Holy smokes. What a, what a great segment that was. All right, we'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> 